Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Champions are made on Sundays. World champs, baby! Congratulations to the Super Bowl champion. Legends are made on Sundays. Toward the end zone. Really good breakfast is made on Sundays. Get me a vodka rocks. Mom, it's breakfast. And a piece of toast. It's Football Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher. Featuring the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, and college football's biggest games. And a look ahead at today's NFL action. Herbert stops, launches deep. Jalen Guyton, he's got it! Touchdown Chargers, what a throw! Football Sunday, Rashad and Joe on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Am I on? Are we on? You're on, you're hot, you're live. Oh, cool, man. <laughs> good Good to hear. Yeah, cool. Happy uh, about it. Hour two or two. And starting here on uh, Football Sunday slash Sports Sunday. Hopefully we'll get our new open for Sports Sunday with you know, Rashad and Joe. Uh, I'll take some of the blame. I was grinding this week. I was hoping I could get it in by a certain time, well, get you, the scripts, the copy ready to go. And I, I, I felt like I did, but, you know, just. Well, you don't do the big voice. There's a lot so. of movies. Yeah, I'm, def- I'm definitely no uh, big voice guy. That's for sure. Yeah. So, I mean. Can I give it my best shot, that? though? Could you? Uh, Be big voice guy? Yeah. You're listening to 1080. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> Pretty close though, not I don't bad. Like it. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. wasn't Rashad and Joe. No, definitely don't like it. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna definitely have to get it to big voice guy. Uh, to I can dump that. that so it never went on air. No, well, no, we're gonna keep that. We definitely need it, man. But um, it is All Star Weekend. As a kid, this used to be my favorite time of year. Um, it's All Star Weekend. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pass on that voice. But yeah, as a, as a kid, man, these these days used to be so much fun. Uh, usually, stay the night at one of my buddies' house or do something like we're over each other's houses and just watching the three point contest and the dunk contest. Yeah, All Star Weekend was a vibe. Absolutely, and when it used to be just a rookie game, right? When it used to be just East versus West rookies, like that was super super cool. You know, I remember a game, the '97 uh, rookie uh, rookie showcase. And on the one hand, on uh, it was on the Eastern Conference team. It was Allen Iverson, Ray Allen, Marcus Camby, uh, Sh- I think it was uh, Sharif Abdul Rahim, 
Um, just a bunch of dudes on on one side and on the other side it was Kobe and um, Stefan Marbury and a, you know some other guys and it was Kobe and Iverson going at each other and that was the night it was like oh okay these cats are about to be cold and then later that night Kobe went on to win the dunk contest and again one of my one of my favorite you know all star times but um, today there's a you know there's a game happening I'm I'm never as excited anymore. <laughs> For yeah, the, yeah, a game mean, happening. I guess. You know, there's some stuff happening. Uh, uh, I I liked last year's because they were doing the uh, NBA 75 also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that like cool. that seemed like a all those people. Yeah. yeah, seemed like a big deal. That's, and it's crazy like that. that that was a year ago already. Yeah, we were having these debates about who was top 75, who wasn't, who shouldn't have been on the list, or whatever the case is. Dang, that feels like it was so long ago. But um, I honestly hadn't really paid attention to who was in the All Star game this year. And then I started, you know, looking up like which which guys were 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 on the team. Lori Markinen is going to start this year, first time All Star, I believe, and uh, he's going to start for the injured. Who is it? Uh, Zion. Zion. Yeah, he's going to start for Zion. So that's a cool thing to see Lori Markinen, you know, uh, play and start in the All Star game. Man, two Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento Kings are good, and they've got two all-stars. Now, we've known De'Aaron Fox has been good for, like, this is, what, his seventh season in the league, fifth, sixth season in the league, something like that. We've known he's been good since then, but now he's finally got uh, a team around him and a running mate who's also an all-star for the third time in DeMontis Sabonis. Of course, Dame is on the all-star team. Was there any disappointment from you that Jeremy Grant wasn't named an all-star? What? I'm saying, was there any disappointment from you that Jeremy Grant wasn't named an All-Star this season? Oh, sorry, bud. I'm just, I am, I'm taping this station together right now. Yeah, making sure the levels are good. I'm looking at, I am falling apart over here. Um, No, I mean, whatever, dude. Blazers, Blazers suck this year. I I love my Blazers. I, I would love for them to get as much recognition as possible. And Jeremy Grant had a nice run that he was on, but then he went on a pretty damn cold run after that. So it just kind of like... Those talks, not, yeah, I'm not upset about it. No, I don't think. I think there were a lot of people that were really, you know, carrying that flag, saying Jeremy should have been an All Star. There are still some people that are hot and cold on Simons, but a lot of them feel like <laughs> he should be, you know, as well. Sorry, I'm just laughing at myself. Just such, such a radio professional. Oh, Joe, how do you feel about this? What? Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> There's stuff going on. No, but uh, I'm. I've kind of been played on the All-Star game. I'm glad that they changed the rules. I'm not sure if they're still doing the scoring thing and how they were, you know, you have to have a certain amount of points and everything. If they're doing that, then cool. To my knowledge, I haven't heard anything. But here's the one thing I want to talk oh, about. Oh, like the, the Elam ending? Yeah. Yeah, they're, the, still, they're still doing that. Okay, great. So here's the one thing that is super corny. They haven't drafted teams yet. Yes, they have. No, no, the, the draft is going to happen before the game, right? No, they already have the teams drafted. I've been saying him, Rashad, I'm going I've been saying in my update that Lillard is on Team Giannis. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> Great. I thought because I was under the impression that they were changing that to where they weren't going to be drafted until, like, the day of the All-Star game or something like that. No. I've uh, I'm, I've got the selections right here, the teams, right in front of me, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, Unless I'm crazy. Unless I was reading last year's roster or no, something. No, it says, look. The All-Star Draft featuring LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, selecting players for Team LeBron and Team Giannis will take place directly before the All-Star game, Sunday, <laughs> February 19th. What the hell? 
Just just on fire right now. What the hell, man? So I'm about to say, I knew I wasn't wrong. So, no, at this point, nobody's <sighs> oh, been drafted. We should, we should just go home. And here's the cold part. Maybe like, I should just go home. Maybe you should just put your <laughs> mic on, you know, mute for a little bit. But this is done in an effort for uh, the last few years. Uh, James Harden was the last pick. Of this is the first the time draft. they've done this, though, correct? This is the first time they've done this. Literally, there's no all-star practice. Like, how do, if you're the coach, if you're Mike Malone, how are you running through plays with your team to say, okay, end of the game, fourth quarter, if it's a close, close game, we're going to go to this set. We're going to do this. You can't do that. There's usually an all-star practice Saturday, right, before the game where the guys take the pictures, they do the everything. How is that working? Like, if you're the coach of these all-star teams, and let's say it is a close game, which I think we're hoping for, but if you have to drop a play at the end or you're supposed to be working on a certain set, then how, how is anybody supposed to get that information an hour before the game? starts so i thought that well, was super I mean, corny and let's also be real this isn't exactly like a strategical game here but it but it, it gets to like when it's close it gets strategic at the end well, yes this is why they have the practice and everything first you know because yes if it is a close game you know first first half what do you, we, we know what we're gonna see we what know do you think's see. happening at those practices though like are they actually they're running through they're at least running through a play or two they're not maybe they're not having a, a competitive all-star practice, but it's them for them to, to laugh and dance and everything. But, yes, there is a couple plays that are at least ran in between there to make sure that, bro, if this is a close game and it's the I, fourth quarter. I'm not buying And it's that. one of the all-star games that we've seen over the last few years. If it's like that in the first list, yes, we're going to need to know what to run out of a timeout, you know, down two with, with 35 seconds left. Well, you draw it up in the moment, all right? I don't know if you're actually practicing plays for the all-star game. I'm not saying you're over there. You're not, you know, running motion, you know, the entire time. However, yes, coaches are definitely putting some stuff in there to say, all right, end of the game, we're drawing some stuff up for Steph. We're drawing some stuff up for LeBron. Like, we got to go get this bucket at the end of the game. Absolutely, they're doing that. Because if it didn't matter, they would just let whomever play at the end of the all-star game. But they keep their – they put their best players, their starters in there because – yeah, they want to win, you know, at the end of it. So, yeah, putting in some winning plays is an important part. And if I don't draft my players until an hour before the damn game, how are we supposed to do that? That's corny. Yeah, it's definitely got to be the first year they're doing and it's this. On, it is. And it's only because they don't want players to get picked last. The NBA has gotten really petty. And I know we got a break. But they say Rudy Gobert gave everybody COVID in the world, right? And so he, didn't, he got picked last the year that they came back from uh, COVID restrictions and everything. James Harden and uh, whomever were going at it, so uh, he got end up getting picked last. Jay, and then Kevin Durant, the last year, purposely didn't pick James Harden because he had been traded to Philadelphia. And so now we're at this thing to where Adam Silver, in the softest move he's ever done, is making it to where nobody has to be picked last. But somebody's still going to be picked last. It doesn't matter. Like, there's going to be, like, they're, they're picking the reserves first. But if all the reserves are going to be picked, one of those reserves is going to be picked last. Like that's a that's a real thing, and so I'm trying to understand what the ideology was behind that. But hey, that's Adam Silver is a a smart millionaire, and I'm you know sitting here talking to you guys on Sunday. Man, what the hell do I know? I hate the internet sometimes. I'm just looking. I'm like now I'm trying to find where the hell I read that he was on Team Giannis, and I'm just upset. Yeah, you can't find it. No, nope, I'm you upset. Hmm. Well, you'll have time to come. What, down. what is that snicker right there? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Look at that, Joe. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what? Screw this. I'm going. Uh, sources tell me that Damian Lillard is on Team Young. Who is sources? Who is that, that? I don't have to tell you that. I don't oh. have to give those up. Okay. Well. I, I would be risking a relationship that uh, I, I can't. I just can't do that. So. Okay. Well, we'll come back, man. I sources want- tell me my ego being destroyed. <laughs>
It happens to me every time, bro. <laughs> so Joe and I come back, man. We're going to talk about some of the coolest moments, coolest jerseys, all-star history, and uh, just maybe some of our favorite overall moments. And hopefully tonight we'll get the chance to uh, create some new ones. And that's going to happen right here, football slash sports Sunday on the Fan and the Odyssey app. Football Sunday, Rashad and Joe on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. He lives, Mike Lynch lives somehow. You can't hear it right now, Rashad, but it is, uh, it's definitely not the Eagles playing right now. It's, uh, it's classic Mike Lynch, just growl, screamo. Oh, okay. Yeah, gonna, gonna have to get rid of this one. Yeah. It's a little too aggressive for Sunday mornings. Always for, and you know, just judging from Lynch's personality, it didn't seem like he was a grunge metal I don't know. Kind of guy. But uh a- absolutely not. Yeah. Seems but, more of like a um like an easy listening type <laughs> of dude, you know. Yeah, the carpenter. Smooth jazz, right? Mm, you know, yeah, something, something like um you know Bobby Caldwell. Yeah. Know, something along those yeah, lines. Getting used up. Yeah, that's, that sounds right around the lines <laughs> of what he listens to. But to each his own. And uh speaking of to each his own, man, my favorite all star jerseys. Number one, all star jerseys used to be the dopest thing. In the world. Well, let's be real. The 90s color palette is what made those things absolutely. go. I mean, uh, absolutely. It's, it was just a different time back absolutely. then. Absolutely. You know, just the uh, being able to see those, you know, those those cool white and blues or those cool uh, white and reds, you know, the east-west colors. Man. Oh, see, you're just going classic. I'm going those crazy ones that they were doing in the 90s. Oh, no, no, like... no, no. Like, so the, the classic ones are fresh. Like, the ones they had from the 80s that just said, like, you know, NBA and an all-star at the top. And, and and then, like, those ones were always super, super cool and, like, old school. But um, probably my favorites are the ones from uh, the San Antonio all-star game with the cactus on it, the cacti on it. Those ones were super Oh, yeah, I see those fresh. right here. Like 1995 a, all-star. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. That's that, that's that 90s color palette, the purple, the orange, the green. That was... Um, yeah, you know, we were going, th- and then the very next year in ni- in '96 again. Yeah. I think that was in. It looks like that had to have been in Detroit or Charlotte with that color palette. My God. Yeah, like those ones were, uh, were super. And that's you know those ones and the ones in '96, that might have been the dopest era as far as the shoes are concerned. Because I'm looking at a list and said, in, in those games at one at that point, 1996, the Jordan 11 Columbia's. Uh, the Nike Zoom Flight 95s, the Air Up Tempos, the Pennies, the Kamikazes, the Shaq Noses, and the Grant Hill 2s were all on the all-star floor at that point. Those are the who's who of classic tennis shoes. Every one of those pairs. Like, oh, I have a pair boy. of Grant Hills today. I've been looking for a pair of Zoom Flight 95s because those are the Jason kids. Amen. Like, that was in a, a hell of a time to be uh, – to, to be a kid and watch the all-star game and stuff like that, man. So that was the great time. But the worst Jersey ever um, was probably that new Orleans one. That um, they had. Is it 2008? Uh, I don't know if it's too, I, I don't remember what year it was, but I know it was really, really stupid. <laughs> I didn't like those. Uh, no, I was looking at one that it's like, they're like half. They're like, yeah, I think these were the new Orleans ones, but like, they're split in half, so the west, it's like the front of them are, is white, and then the back half is gold. Yeah. And dumb. then they did the same thing. Like, it is just too just, much going yeah. on. Yeah, just terrible. The one, <laughs> the most underrated jerseys were the team jerseys that you got to wear. 
So you play for the Blazers, you get a Blazers jersey with an all-star patch on it. So just the jersey. That was super tight to me. You know <laughs> just what I'm the team's jersey. Yes, yes. It was tight because, you know, it, the, for the first time, everybody's team was represented. You know what I mean? So you see the best player from your team, all these guys. And so, yeah, that was a that was a cool time. I think that was one of Jordan's. Jordan's last all-star game before he came back and, you know, was an all-star again. But Yeah, yeah you want to talk about memories, Rashad, because of me being a, uh, a youngin. My uh, memory of Michael Jordan, you know, what I remember seeing him do in his playing days was hitting that fadeaway in the all-star game. Uh, the o three All Star game when he was with the Wizards, yeah, yeah. and it was a big deal because uh, it was his last season, and Vince Carter gave up his starting spot for him, and which I don't think Vince should have done, but whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Why? Because okay, the All Star game is a uh, as a starter, the fans voted you as a starter, right? This is before like it was split between people, but the fans voted you in as a starter. Well, they could have voted Michael Jordan in, and they didn't. They voted Vince Carter in, right? Vince Carter had more votes than Michael Jordan. I figure if people want to see Michael Jordan there, they would have voted for him. Is that, is that not? Like, I get it. He's the GOAT. But nobody wanted every people wanted to see Vince Carter before they want to see Michael Jordan in that particular situation. So they kind of bullied Vince into making him seem like, man, you're not going to give your spot up for the GOAT? No. What do you mean? And then last minute he was like, all right, bro, I'll, I'll give it to you. You're Michael Jordan. But. I don't think he should have, but whatever. Either way, Jordan came out and was great in that game, hit that shot, but then, you know, Jermaine O'Neal made a bad foul and Kobe went to the line and iced the game for for them. But that was a great that was a great game. My favorite all-star moment it has to be Magic Johnson. Um coming back with, you know, HIV, hadn't played all season, uh, hit three threes down the stretch, um, hit one on Jordan, bang, uh, hits one on Isaiah and then comes comes down again. Has that little hanging, you know, shot hand in the air, and they called the game. There was time on the clock. There was time on the clock. There was like maybe eight, fifteen seconds left, and they were like, you know what, this game's over. That's how it has to end. It has to end with Magic Johnson coming back, knocking down three three pointers to win that game. Like that, that was a cool moment. I remember I, have a, I come from a family full of Laker fans, which is super annoying sometimes. But watching that game with them and looking at how excited everybody was for Magic. Yeah, I thought that was super dope. I'm trying to think of, uh, I think it was the first year that they put in that Elam ending, like three or four years ago. Mm -hmm. But I remember the fourth quarter being like amped up. Like Kyle Lowry was taking charges out there. (laughs) It was just like, dude, hell yeah, finally. it was. um, Yeah, I think that was 2018 where they adopted the current format and... It might have been a year after that. I just remember that fourth quarter like it was oh, an man. actual game, and it seemed like they cared, and it wasn't so much just like, ah, let this guy run by and do a sick dunk, and ah, let him do an alley-oop. Like, they is, locked it up in the fourth. What's the best performance you've seen in an All-Star game? Um, Best performance well, that, that I've seen. What one you remember most? I mean, dude, there's been so many. Um, I mean, just first one coming to mind is – I think it was just last year, the year before Giannis, he was like 15 of 15 from the field or something like that to start the game. Like I don't think I've ever seen anybody start a game, an all-star game, by <laughs> making their first 15 shots. Right. No. Um, I don't know. There's probably some other performances and games, you know, for, I'm forgetting. But For me, it's 0-2. Allen Iverson just completely going crazy on everybody. And I think that was last year they wore the individual team jerseys for the all-star game. And Allen Iverson down the stretch was just unstoppable. Like, there was nothing you could do 
to stop him. And then Jordan's last All-Star game in 98 when Kobe was guarding him, but there was just – he hit Kobe with, like, three turnarounds. And it was like, yeah, there's nothing you can do, young man, which was also Kobe's first All-Star game. So that was significant for hey, a lot of reasons. Who could forget the 61 All-Star game where Oscar Robinson was just dishing it? 14 assists, breaking Bob Cousy's record for the most ever in an All-Star game. That was a mark that stood until 83 when Magic Johnson dished out 16. Again, 61. Who could forget it, man? Man, Magic was <laughs> Magic was something different. And honestly, I don't remember, outside of that hey, moment. Hey, Oscar Robertson was something different. Oscar oh, Robertson yeah. was the first Magic. Yeah, he was. But, you know, there's no YouTube, you know, videos <laughs> yeah, of, of him. You yeah, know, the highlight reels are hard like to find. That. But Magic was incredible. But, man, All-Star Game tonight, 7.30 Eastern time. On TNT. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad that you made that known in Portland, Oregon, that it's uh, 7.30 Eastern. <laughs> I'm just saying, 4.30. Just tell us it's at 4.30 here, bro. Like, you don't have to tell us what the Eastern time is here. Just tell us it's 4.30. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited-ish for the All-Star game. I would love to see Damian Lillard go out there and get an All-Star MVP, especially without guys like Durant and Curry on the floor. He's instantly the best shooter out there. We know he's got range, and so I would expect to see Dame uh, do his thing tonight. So I wouldn't mind him doing his thing, but I don't want him winning MVP because then people, it's just going to bring more national attention. They're like, wow, Portland's really just wasting is it? wasting their opportunity with him. Well, yeah, they should say that because it's true. <laughs> I know. It's I know true. they should say it. I just yeah. don't want to hear more of it, no, damn it. Yeah, they should say it. I want everybody to recognize <laughs> it, you know, because they, they should be much better than they are, but then they just got regressively, you know, progressively worse instead. So <sighs> whatever. I digress. Hey, we are technically at the de facto halfway three-quarter point of the NBA season. We so. are. We are. So if not now. Things are about to get if real. If not now, when? If not now, when? But uh, what are we going to do next, man? You tell me. You got, you've got you know the, you got the car. You're driving the shit. You know what, man? We're going to save Who Do You Love for another time, but we're going to talk some more Blazers when we come back. But first, Joe S. Sports. Football Sunday, Rashad and Joe on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. That is correct. It is Football Sunday for one last time. And I don't know why I jumped in there, Rashad. It's because you can't hear what's going on. So Wait, what? Huh? Who? Whoops. Yeah. Yeah, sounds. Do I redo this? Where's where's McGinley? (laughs) He is here. Damn it, let's go. He is here. He's basically (laughs) waiting for us to finish this. He can come in here now because, I don't know, we got to get this this part figured out, man. We're going to do a live troubleshooting here on 1080 The Fan. That would be exciting. That would be exciting. (laughs) And that's what we're all about is the excitement here. Well, um, it would be exciting, but what wouldn't be exciting is the FCC fine that we received because of McGinley cursing and going off because of something not working correctly. uh, I would say would happen 100%. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's that's why, I mean, it would be good radio, but I know Boss Lady would not be happy by the end of it once that uh, once that FCC letter comes in. Yeah, so. once all those F-bombs start coming out, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's a little different. But um, Portland Trailblazers, we do still have a basketball team here. Um, no, it's not the Westland Lions. Um, it is the Portland Trailblazers. Are you sure it's not the Newburgh three, third, fourth grade uh, Legends team? It potentially could be. Let's go it, six and one. Big could, game it, next week. It could potentially be the the Newburgh Young Boys that are out there, uh, you know, doing their thing. You know, Joe Fish the the fourth. 
is out there. Uh, Joey was in his bag like the fries were at the bottom. No, of course huh, he was like cooking it. yesterday. Yeah. Hotter I'm than sure fish was, grease. Man. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, <laughs> you can tell every time I'm seeing little Joey. He's he's always doing some gritty. He's always making sure. <laughs> that that I know that he's got swag when he's out there. Let's just say this team's confidence in yeah. He does a little thing where he points at his. Oh yeah, ice in the veins. Like, oh, yep, I'm yep. out here killing. Yeah, um, that, let's just say the confidence of uh, this team much higher than the Blazers. Yeah, we should definitely get some of these guys to try out because <laughs> maybe we're not sure what the Blazers need. But I guess it depends on how you're looking at this. You can look at this through a glass half full lens, right? Because here the Blazers are in 12th place. I think that's what has been quintessential Blazers for the last 20 years. It has. It has. <laughs> but I guess this is the one year you probably could look at it that way and give yourself some solace. You know, right? Just because the Blazers currently at 28 and 30, uh, their last 10 games they've gone 5-5. Five and five, So middle of the road over the last 10. And they're currently 12 and, a half, 12 and a half games back from first place. They're not going to catch the Nuggets. However... They're only two games back from sixth, which is the Dallas Mavericks, who are going through a few transitions of their own as they try to really figure out how to best use Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic at the same time on the court. I think that will take some time, but when you have two guys that can score like that and can uh, kind of do some change of pace stuff, it's going to be really difficult to stop them. So the question is, of the teams in front of the Trailblazers, realistically, which ones of them can they leapfrog so utah is in 11th the thunder is 10th the warriors are ninth. i can't believe you're doing this yeah you're the one that's actually trying to be the one that's like hey i'm saying no listen we I win said, a couple games here no 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 what i said is if you're looking at this through a glass half full <laughs> okay. perspective all right that's fair that's enough where you that's kind of you know what you would do so this now. is not you this is not me i'm saying if you're okay. looking at this glass half full you're saying the fact there that you're even broaching this subject. Because I want to start on a positive note. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I, I like bringing positivity. I, you know, I, I like to give all the negative things, you know, or the positive things first before I come with the negative. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? It's, so it's, next segment, you just no, wait. <laughs> no, not even, not even then. But, you know, so of these teams, can the Blazers, are the Blazers better than these teams? Right now, are they better than the Thunder? I think they could be, but I think Shea Gil- Gilgis Alexander and Josh Giddy and some of those guys are are really really good. Shea Gilgis is a, is a all star, you know, this year. The Warriors, of course, have Steph and Clay, but right now Steph is hurt, so there's an opportunity maybe there. The Timberwolves look a little bit different now, you know, losing uh, D'Angelo Russell to the Lakers, and it wasn't really one of those addition by subtraction type things. Like they just, I don't know if they got any better as opposed to letting. Um, Anthony Edwards kind of loose and do his own thing. You get Mike Conley, but now it's just starting, Mike look, Conley, you but, starting you know, to look like Jazz 2.0 almost Yeah, now. and so so now you try to figure out, of those teams, the Pelicans are in front of you, which I know CJ is laughing his ass off because you let me go, and you know they're still dealing with some injuries to Zion, which I think is always going to be the case. Yeah, but when they Zion, were healthy, I mean, they were they number were one in the West. incredible, you know, when they were healthy. So realistically, can the Blazers leapfrog some of these teams? I don't think so. I think the Blazers got worse after the trades. And I like Matisse Thybul. I think he's a great defensive presence. I think he can be um, almost kind of a really a Nick Batum-type Blazer. Uh, 14 points, six, seven rebounds, you know, four or five assists a night. I think that can be somebody that can be really valuable for this team. But other than that, I, I just don't see this Blazers team as being able to compete like that with some of those teams that are maybe just in a little bit of a better spot. 
Well, I, I look at the complete opposite. I look at the teams below the Blazers, and that's where I'm starting to shift my attention to Rashawn. I mean, a few weeks ago, yeah, I was the one talking about this. Like, hey, they're only a game and a half, two games out of the fifth seed. Like, it's actually, you know, think if flip a switch, things start clicking for this team. But now I start looking, yeah, at the bottom of the stands. I'm like, hey, you know, Lakers only a game and a half ahead them. If we lose a few games, drop a few, maybe Dame has to, you know, he may, maybe he's got a calf that needs to, a little rest for a few days. And maybe Anthony's uh, rehab takes a little bit. I'm starting to get to that mentality because I also hear that this draft coming up is a, it's a good, there's like, eight or nine dudes in here that you could get that could be difference makers. So, yeah. And it's just about the, you know, luck of the, the bounce of those ping pong balls. And it for sure is. But I, at this point I want to give, I want the Blazers to have a better chance than that. What they do now, right now they're looking at like the ninth best odds. Uh, yeah. I think they, I, but they have the potential again, Lakers they're below them, but they could go below. Um, they could get, you know, below them in the standings. I mean, Pacers, uh, the magic, that'd be a stretch, but I mean, it's not too far-fetched. I, I would love to see this Blazers get back to the, around that fifth, six odds, honestly. You know, one thing we haven't talked about enough or at all, to my knowledge, is, man, is Chauncey Billups the guy for the job? Probably not. I you mean, know, that's the, that's the... Let's be real. I mean, this season has been very eye-opening on a coaching standpoint, and I don't think he should have any excuses this year because what did everybody do last year was give him excuses. Well, it wasn't a full year. He didn't even have a healthy dame, and it was weird. They were tanking. So this is kind of like his de facto first year of coaching. And let's be real, it hasn't gone good. I mean, there's been a lot of, I don't know, man. Like, hey, well, you should. Like, you got to get something like, hey, what's happening here? What? Uh, I don't know. And it's like, <laughs> that's not a good answer, Chauncey. The, the, we you better know soon and so again this is a de facto first year and he doesn't know a lot because he's going through a lot of experiences for the first time with a star player getting in a new system players and all that so i guess you give him that little bit of forgiveness but oh, give him some grace but i think but again when you're just losing games and your response to a lot of things is man i i don't know that's uh we got to figure something out though it's like <laughs> you're telling me that's why we're asking, bud. Yeah, and I, I'm starting to kind of think that uh, maybe the, the, we we need a we need a different voice, you know, in there at this point. I think Chauncey Billups has is a great player coach. You know, the players seem to really love playing with him or playing for him. Um, however, it's not really equating to wins right now. If you look at the rest of your contemporaries in the Western Conference, um, those guys are, are are starting to come up with Ws. So. Dame's getting older. It might be time to again rock the boat a little bit, but maybe, um, maybe with just whomever is calling plays from the sideline. I don't. I don't know how many years are left in Dame's contract or whatever, but I. I He's got at least four, four, three, four more years here. Yeah, it's just clocks ticking obviously and he's look he looks fantastic right now so i don't want to play the whole like oh how much longer is this going to last i would like to assume this is who you're going to see dame be for the at least another three four seasons and let's assume that he does play well and he does play well enough to get the blazers into the playoffs what do you get then you get tired dame because he's had to kind of carry this team for the last five months of the season and this is this is where i say like you know get get the tanks rolling because you made your moves to essentially stay even to where you were at the trade deadline. Like, you didn't improve. You didn't get better. You didn't get worse. Whatever. 
But you're making these moves to get Shaden more minutes, to have a team kind of form the way that you want it to. Because let's be real also, like some of these guys, some of these moves and trades and draft picks, like Joe Cronin didn't have anything to do with them. Chauncey Billings didn't have anything to do with them. Whereas like Shaden Sharp, that's their guy. So they want to get him up and going. And I have no problems with them doing that. Like throw him into the fire, start getting him 30 minutes a game. Because that's what they that's what you got to do with these young star draft picks is get them there, have them take their licks early, figure out the speed of the game. They did that with and I'm not the biggest Devin Booker fan, but they did that with him in Phoenix. They played him his first three, four years, and they sucked and they were not good. Now look at them. They're a top team in the West, and they put themselves in a position to make moves like get Kevin Durant. Yeah. So again, like and you, here's the cool part about that. Not to team team up. building is. I just go back to this team building is not an overnight thing, and with this Blazers team, it sure as hell is not an over month over year thing. Like it's, it is just it's a tough it's a tough task here making a championship team. And it's tough to see guys like Kyrie get traded. And mind you, I don't think the Blazers are interested in Kyrie at all. However, it's tough to see him get traded for guys like Spencer Dimwitty and some draft picks, some second-round picks. That's hard to see. It's hard to see KD get traded for, you know, Miles Bridges, who's a fine character, a fine player. You know, or, uh, yeah, Miles, Miles or Mikel? Yeah, it's um, – no, it's Miles. it's Mikel. Yeah, Mikel, Miles yeah. Bridges is yeah. definitely yeah. not in the league. Yeah, Mikel Bridges, you know. But it's tough to see KD traded for – Somebody who's like, man, a good player and some picks. Like, when are the Blazers going to take a swing at something? You know, clearly it's not going to happen through free agency. You may get a chance to re-sign Jeremy Grant, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, We're against it, so we're going to break. Oh, boy. Yeah, I know, right? We're going to break and uh, tie a bow on it when we come back right here. Football slash Sports Sunday on The Fan, The Odyssey app. Listening to Football Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Coming back to one go. Yeah, that's a nice little. Thanks for counting me. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to. You're doing it all today, bro. I, I'm trying. Again, yeah. we're going to have a nice little powwow in here after uh, McGinley and I, so yeah. we can have a nice little, like, all right, so here's what we learned. Yeah, shout out to Joe Fisher, man, for, you know, making it happen for us today. You know, ain't, ain't nobody, ain't no rock going to cry in my place, man. You know, <laughs> there we go, man. I appreciate you, Joe. And I appreciate you guys for, te- for texting with us. Yes, we do still have a show. We do still have a text line, 503-864-6-F-A-N. That's 503 864 Six, F A N, right? Is that right? I believe so. Five zero three eight eight six four four six. Wait, God, too many numbers. Five zero three eight six four six three two six. There we go. Six three two six. A lot of sixes in there. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, it's sacrilege. No, I'm not cool with that. We did get a text though. Um, let me read this to you, Rashad. After Burt and the Allens ran Pritchard out of the town, the Blazers burnt all the NBA bridges. Blazers response, have a bunch of kids and bring them to a game so you can spend a grip of cash and watch the greatest Blazer ever to never win a Western Conference Finals game, put up 50 points in a loss to a team under 500. And I think, honestly, <laughs> that, does, that, that sums up the Blazers to a T. And I think the one thing they said, which I totally agree with, the best Blazer to never win a conference final. 
Yep. I honestly, I I will I not can, just a just a game in the conference finals. Yeah, you know, it's even just one. Yeah, you know, it's just a game. But I, I'm a big. I Drexler has been disrespected here in Portland for a lot of years. Um, oh, to be fair, he kind of disrespected this city by leaving it and claiming that he was a Houston guy. So well, he, he was. I mean, I mean, I get it, but university. also like, where did you have your best years? Yeah, Anyways. he was, but he went to Houston. When University of Houston from Houston, he won a championship there in college. He, yeah, he went to the Rockets, which is the team. He, Not, you know, neither here nor there. I get it. You know, I get it. Like, there's the place you play for, and then there's the home team. You're drawing the uh, what I believe is the comparison, like. Listen, look what happened with Clyde. I get it. I get it. And Clyde, then but look again, what could happen with Lillard. We again, could have it happen again, no, essentially. No, we can't. No, I'm, I mean, oh, which part? What I feel like you're saying is we could have the same thing happen with Dame, that after a while he's like, mm, I'm out. And then he just goes to a new team. And and mind you, Drexler was getting was having opportunities to win, and he just happened to run up against the, the two toughest teams uh, from the Eastern Conference at that point and the Detroit Pistons and the Chicago Bulls. But if that doesn't happen, then, you know, who knows type thing. But, yeah, I think with even just saying that Dame is the best Blazer ever, ever, we're forgetting that, man, Clyde Drexler took this team to the finals twice within three years and was in the conference finals, I think, the year after. uh, The conference finals, like, four years straight. They actually went to the finals two of those years. Like, yeah, like, I get it. Like, Dame is the best scorer the Blazers have ever had. But come on, man, like. Come on, Clyde Drexler. And mind you, Clyde Drexler never really liked it in Portland. And if you look back at those old, Portland, well, exactly. That's I mean, you're trying to say that like Portland did him dirty. It's like he Dame, didn't really like no, Portland I don't to think begin Dame with. Dame likes it here either. I think he's saying, "Oh, that's the type of dude he is." <laughs> you think he loves it? You think he loved it in Ogden, Utah? I think no. that. I mean, that's a school that picked they him. Took, in. Took, yes, they took. Dame is going to show his loyalty because yes, the Blazers. Spent the sixth draft pick on him. Yes, you know, because... So Dame's just been lying for no, the last 10 man, years. Listen, just Dame doesn't will, actually like Portland. No, you and, will tell, listen to Dame's story. He said, man, Weber State is the team that took a chance on me. When nobody else is offering me any, anything, Weber's the one that said, so yes, I'm going to be down for them. I'm going to do that. That's the type of dude that Dame is overall. But you can have blind loyalty, and now we're really seeing that come through. I watched KG on his podcast, and he said the same thing. They talked about Dame Lillard for like 15 minutes. And he and Paul Pierce were going over his like, man... I feel bad for Dame. You know, when I gave up on my team that uh, drafted me. No, he and, didn't. But uh, there's the thing. Exactly. He didn't. He felt like, man, if I leave, I'm giving up on you. But now that you're older, he's like, bro, I left a lot of good basketball on the table because I wanted to be loyal to a team that was loyal to me. So, man, I, I think Dame at this point needs to do what's best for him. And I'm going to keep saying that, man. When this is when it's all said and done and his career is over in Portland, he's going to live in infamy. But around the, the rest of basketball world, it's like, yeah, but he never won nothing. Who cares? Like, it's, yes, that's the one thing. Charles Barkley will always get trumped by uh, by Kenny and Shaq when they bring up the fact that, man, you don't know how to win a ring. You haven't you haven't done that before. And that's when Barkley will say, yeah, I was a great player. Act like, yeah, but you haven't done this part. And and Barkley just has zero cachet in the NBA world now no, because he's won zero he, rings uh, and just nobody gives him time of day. They don't. Unfortunately, when Stop. we're talking about no, when we're talking about we're talking about the greatest players. When's the last time somebody said Charles Barkley's the greatest player, greatest power forward ever? A lot they of don't. people. They know. You know why they say Tim Duncan is because he's got five of them. Yes, I can say that. That's that's the reason that they you say, say that about one him. of the best. No, well, you say one of the best, but again, Malone is supposed to be second, but he's not even second. 
you say, man, who's the best power forward? And probably KG, probably Tim Duncan, Malone. He's going to be Dirk. He, all those names are going to come before Malone at this point. Yes, that's the way championships work. And I just don't get it. Again, it's like my analogy, it always goes back to imagine you just had a really, really hot girlfriend that is like super loyal to you and is always a ride or die. And you're just like, you know what? I, you just need to do what's best for you and you need to leave me. You need to go somewhere else and be with someone else better. Because I'm just no yeah, good. Shows, I don't do anything good it for you. shows low self-esteem for them to stick around at this point. Loser mentality, them. Rashad. Hey, man, it's not a for, – for who? It, Dame's, for Dame to stick around for a team he knows is going nowhere. Like you said, it's a possible possibility they can want some again. You want some dope-smoking punks, hey, jailblazers man. era again, huh? Hey, man, hey, that was at least fun. They were winning. <laughs> <laughs> they were winning. No, they were won. not. What Jailblazers team are you talking about? Towards the end, they were not. Oh, we talking about Quintel Woods and them? Yeah, those weren't. Yeah, it got ugly, Rashad. Yeah, Let's those, come on. You talking about Quintel Woods and them? Yes, of course. We talking about the actual Reuben Patterson, uh, Sean Kemp Trail uh, Jailblazers? Please, them dudes is winning games. <laughs> Get out of here. Until they weren't. Hey, they were making a, they were making NBA Finals runs almost, bro. Remember, so, kids, don't take aluminum foil through the airport security check. Don't give the police your uh, your your Franz. So remember when Franz bread or used to put like trading cards in the <laughs> yeah. bread? Yeah, that's what Quintel Woods gave the police when he was caught speeding and smoking at the same time. What the card or the bread? The card. Man, no, I don't have my I don't have my driver's license. But look. This I, is me, sir. I would love to say that he pulled the card out of a loaf of bread to show him, like, oh, oh I oh, think I got on, it in this on. loaf yeah. of bread here. Hold on right here. Hopefully this is mine. Yeah. So, you know, oh, she's God. speeding around in a big yellow Hummer smoking weed. Like, come on. Some of these dudes are asking for it at that point. <laughs> That's just what it is, man. But, yes, those Jailblazer teams were at least winning. What are we what is what is this good a group of good guys for the Blazers doing? Yeah, they were winning charges. That's yeah, for sure. Hey, whatever. They were winning something. They're not, you know, they're not even winning public opinion here in Portland at this uh, point. We gotta go. Okay, we gotta go. And next week we'll have a new open. I, I hope so. Next week we'll have a new Fingers open. Fingers crossed. Next week I should. I might just have something. to put my big booming voice on it. Uh, don't. Yeah, we're not going to use your Sports big Sports Sunday. Yeah, that's really bad. We got to work <laughs> on your base in that one. But uh, thank you guys for always uh, as texting in with us. We do have a text line. Uh, next time, make sure you interact with us. 503 864 326. That's 503-864-6-F-A-N. Man, so good luck, Joe. I appreciate you for carrying us through this. Piggybacking hey. us through this, man. We'll be back at it next week. That's what's up, man. So for my guy, Joe Fisher, I'm Rashad Taylor. We're going to holler at y'all. Peace. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.